0: Block Talk Radio Blog
1: Talk Radio Good morning, evening, friend. Here's your friendly announcement. Serious news to pass on to everybody. Say what I'm about to say couldn't mean the world's disaster, could change your joy and love. Take you its possession, and it will if we let it. It's true.
2: Show with a purpose. We will explore the seven elements or keys to love, peace and happiness: the spiritual key, the mental key, the physical key, the the emotional key, the financial key, the, the arts and science and entertainment key, and social key, with special emphasis on acts of kindness. I am Brother James, and it is indeed an honor to be part of a network dedicated to the upliftment of our people. Our program is especially designed to elevate the listening audience mind. The keys, the keys, the keys to love, peace, and happiness. Today, and in just a few moments, our wonderful host, Sister Rafika, will take us on a journey with a powerful guest speaker to share their wisdom with us. Remember, this is an interactive radio, so please feel free to call and ask questions. Our telephone number is area code Two one three nine four three three six one eight, and don't forget to press one when you're ready to ask a question. Now, if you're online, be a, uh, be mindful that there's a chat room. Feel free to share um, your, uh, your your feelings, your thoughts with the rest of the community. Now, the Keys One O Seven Network is growing rapidly. And we want to thank all our listening audience because without you, we could not grow as quickly as strongly. Know that we're now 14 uh, shows strong and growing. We're seven days a week. And we are bringing to you some of the greatest content that you can have. So thank you so much. We'll see
1: you soon.
3: The keys and Moon. M A U N 107.com proudly presents to you
4: the healthy tip of the day.
0: Well, today's
4: healthy tip teaches men. Did you know that men aids in the healing of, abdom- of abdominal cramps, arthritis, bronchitis, burns, colds, emphysema, flu, gallstones, menstruation? And mint is also used as a cleanser and for its aromatic fragrance. That's your healthy tip for today. And be advised, it is always recommended that you consult your doctor before administering any treatments.
3: The Keys with your hostess, Sister Rafika Muhammad.
0: Well
4: good evening and welcome to another lively episode of the Keys One O Seven on the Keys One O Seven Network. I'm your host, Sister Rafika, and we've got some lessons and relationships for you today. Before we get started, I want to remind you that all the shows that we do on this Keys Networks are archived for your listening pleasure. And you can download the Block Talk Radio app on your smart device. you can take us anywhere and listen to us anytime. That's the benefit of technology. This show is brought to you by our featured sponsor, The Fluffs Present the alphabet now live on the Internet at www.theflufffamily.com. Well, let me just roll my sleeves up and get ready because I'm in the hot seat tonight. (laughs) Tonight we're going to highlight the relationship key. Last week we did the education key. Today we're focusing on the relation key in pursuit of opening doors to endless possibilities with relationship expert Abdul Hafiz Muhammad as he delves deeply into the spiritual, communication, financial, expectations, and conflict keys affecting relationships in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness. Before we begin, let me give you the call out number one more time, area code 213. 943-3618 area code 213-943-3618 hit the number one key if you want to talk and you can also email your questions to thekeys107 at gmail.com welcome to the keys opening doors to endless possibilities the good the bad and the ugly today's topic focuses on relationships Uh, minister hafiz are you there
5: Assalamu alaikum, peace be unto you. I, I am here and I'm honored to be on the keys and greeting well, well, like to I'm your so broad long. listening audience.
4: Yes, sir. And glad you could make it. Glad you Thank could you. make it. Thank you. Trudging
5: through
4: the channels of traffic.
5: <laughs>
1: so uh,
4: before we um, get into those components that we discussed to talk about tonight. Let's just give our listening audience, for those who are new and who may not know you as well as the broader audience does, just give us a little background on how you became the relationship expert as the New York representative of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and as the minister of MAS No. 7.
5: Well, I didn't call myself that. It's always better when other people see things in you like Jesus asked the question, who do they say I am? And I'm not just that, but I have been coined that phrase by believers in the mosque, and I was coined that phrase publicly by our brother and friend Ed Lover, who used to host a (laughs) program on 105.1 FM. He's been on other programs as well. But at that time in 2004, I was invited on to do a four-part series, on what Minister Farrakhan was speaking about with reference to reparations. But the then program director, Mike Saunders, said, we just can't talk about reparations for four weeks. We need to mix it up a little bit to keep the audience interested. And so Ed Lover began to question me about relationships. And when we finished the segment, he said, you sound like a relationship expert. I said, well, (laughs) if you think so. And from that point on, everything took off. But for many years prior to that, I made a specific focus on relationships from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan because none have I heard teach better or with more in-depth on problems in relationships, solutions in relationships than the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. As Mm -hmm. a matter of fact, the first lecture I heard from him in 1981 was black male-female relationships. And Mm -hmm. from that point on, I took it to be a part of my ministry and work on his behalf that we would focus on that and focus on developing functional family lifestyles. And so it began with Minister Farrakhan. It continued over the years in my ministry, recognized by the believers of the mosque in New York and believers in other mosques around the country, and then ultimately on that radio program in New York City, which catapulted catapulted us to our own uh, radio program that we hosted for five years on Power 105.1 FM uh, from 7 in the morning to 8 in the morning on Sundays.
4: And what was the name of that show on 105? Uh, well, it began
5: seven. with the name that I was under, The Power Hour with Minister Kevin. And then mm-hmm. when Minister Farrakhan changed my name in 2008, it became The Power Hour with Minister Abdul Hafiz.
4: Okay, when where did the Ask Hafiz come
5: in? The Ask Hafiz came in when I began to write for... Um, the Virtue Magazine, a magazine that came out after the time of the Millions More Movement. It was the um, 10th anniversary of the Million Man March, and Sister Audrey Muhammad out of North Carolina uh, had already had that magazine in motion. And she came to a single social gathering, I believe, that we had in New York, and um She had heard about me from our protocol director, Brother Derek Muhammad, and others, and I think that we engaged in Chicago at a Savior's Day as well. And from that point on, she asked me if I would um, write an article. And I said that uh, I would, and she asked me, what would you call it? And I called it Ask Hafiz. And so we take questions and answers, which really is the basis of a book that we are trying to finish, but we are focused so much on our labor and our work, it's taking its own time to come to fruition, but the book is entitled Lessons in Relationships. It's about a quarter of the way done. Another part of it is already done, but I have to finish pinning all of my answers to it. And the book is inspired from the lessons of supreme wisdom given to the Honorable Ajahn Muhammad. Therefore, I called it Lessons in Relationships. It's a different kind of approach, it's a question and answer approach, because Minister Farrakhan taught me many years ago the better the question, the better the answer. Mm. And so we take on and tackle the hard questions of the day to give to them the answers that they need from God and their servants.
4: So we talked about the relationship expert and how you got that title Mm -hmm. when you was with Ed Lover. Now we want to move into the New York representative of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Snapshot um, Ms. Hafiz, snapshot. Well, let me just
5: say, that is who I am and how I serve, and um, I'm a believer, I'm a Muslim follower in the nation of Islam under the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's eternal leadership and under the guidance of the Honorable and direction of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I am his student, I am his product, and I'm honored to be his student and the product of his work and working to become better. Many people said, looking at the basketball years, I want to be like Mike. Well, I love Michael Jordan, applauded him, thank him for all that he did. I like LeBron James, but I don't want to be like Mike, and I don't want to be like LeBron. I want to be like Farrakhan, and therefore I am honored. That leads in everything that I do, that I serve, as the New York representative of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and as his student minister of Number 7, New York City, and we oversee many cities in the eastern region. Under our uh, Mid Atlantic and Eastern Regional Minister Abdul Qadir Muhammad out of D.C., and we're proud to have that service. That comes first and foremost. The work we're doing with peace in the streets comes first and foremost. And so that is how I would like, uh, you know, to uh, reflect on myself and our work and what we do relative to relationships—not just male-female relationships, but the relationships relative to our Creator, the relationships relative to when we're in the workplace. The relationships of parents to their children, children to their parents, and how children relate with their own peer groups is all a part of lessons in relationships.
4: Well, I'm glad you segued into that overall um, definition, sort of, of what a relationship is, because uh, relationships can go in 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 many directions, and you know, many times you're you're asked the question, so what is the relationship between? the two components that are on the table. Now we're going to talk about um, relationships and the importance of communication in relationships, if it's okay with you if we start with that.
5: Of course. You know, the first and most pertinent communication is a communication with Allah, God. That's primary. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to us in his teachings that if you want Allah to talk to you, read the Holy Quran. And if you want to talk to Allah, pray. That's the first and most important communication. Before we get into a warm-blooded communication with a member of the opposite sex, the male toward the female and the female toward the male, and we know that the communication with our parents, we we cannot avoid that because our parents are the stewards of the life force that is inside of every one of us. We nurse off of the breast of the mother. We, The first person we call is for Dada because of the care and the maintenance that Dada provides to the mother and to us as the child. Then of their siblings in the house, we must communicate with them. But once we get to an adolescent age by which we understand and have a general concept of God, then we become matured and have a full concept of who God really is and how to communicate with him. That's the primary relationship that we must have. Because look at it like this. If a woman is looking for a man, and she's looking for him in all the wrong places, the right place is to take it to God in prayer. Then put yourself in the right place and the right time, and God then can bless you. If a man is looking for a female, he must first take it to Allah, God, in prayer. And because he already said to us in the scripture, it's not good for man that man should be alone. So he knows that he should want the opposite sex in his life, a female, but he also could be in the wrong place at the wrong time. So he needs to communicate to his creator, then place himself where he should be, where there are good women, and where his mind can be a mind of a maintainer, a mind of a sustainer and a protector, not a predator, not one who becomes a leech, not one who brings a woman down, but pulls a woman up and elevates her. And the female herself should know that she should not be one who goes after a man's pocket or things that can be given to her, but she should be one who can be a help to help the man meet and overcome the obstacles in life, that her and him can build a family legacy through their offspring, that when they leave the earth, something is left behind from this male and this female that come from the essence of Allah that can go way, way into the future and hopefully they can live a long life to see some of it before they return to their eternal sleep and rest and slumber from this world.
4: So how do you know when you're being heard? How do you know that the communication is being effectively received and and just Heard.
5: Um. a woman can know when she's being heard when she has a man's attention if he in this electronic age is texting while you're talking to him you're not being heard (laughs) if he's doodling on the computer while you're communicating with him you're not being heard no matter how much he says i hear you honey yeah that's to placate you that's to keep Mm. you in your place to say that you know what i'm there but he's really not there if you want to be heard then sit across from a dinner table, sit across in a love seat, sit across with two chairs, and then give eye contact. Be a part of the fluid conversation. Have ebb and flow, and then bring about solutions to the questions you've asked. Then you know you're being heard. And it's the same thing of the man. The man is only heard when he can have the attention of the female. But we find, percentage-wise, that women love communication and some men don't. But there are other men who love communication, and there are some women who won't. So we must understand that the delicate balance must be set, that in order to have a good, proper, and just male-female relationship, communication is the key, not a sexual communication. That's like turning on the faucet of water, When you are in a marriage and family life But it must be a spiritual and mental communication Then when the act of love comes Then that love is based off of something spiritual Based off something mental Based off something emotional Where there has been a connection And not a bankruptcy of them But a fulfillment of them Then the act of love goes to the supreme level of heaven and earth coming together rather than just two bodies rubbing friction, producing fire that consumes the both of them rather than love that produces love and reproduces love within itself.
4: So what do you tell a couple um, who comes to you and they say, um, "He, he just does not hear me, and he says, she doesn't hear me. What steps can they take so they can hear each other? Now, we're, we're coming. We're, a couple coming to you is a couple that wants help. Mm-hmm. What do you tell them?
5: What I have to say to them, Sister Rafika, is first of all, we have to deal from the basis of truth. Somebody here is not telling the truth. If neither feels that the other is listening, then both are talking over one another while they're talking, or mm-hmm. you've lost interest in your beloved loved one. So therefore, and I say loved one because I don't know whether they're courting, whether they're dating, whether they're married. So we say your loved one, your person of interest. You must be able to hear them without interruption, then communicate and respond on the basis of what they presented to you. Because sometimes we hear our loved ones speak to us, but we are ready to talk over them and get our point across we didn't even hear them. And we start saying, uh-huh, 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 go ahead, go ahead, yeah, Mm-hmm. I hear you, all right. See, they're not listening to you. Then when they speak, they don't even respond to anything you said, the female to the male or the male to the female. So therefore, one must speak at a time. Choose, honey, you go first. Okay, so now he will go first. The wife now or the woman must now listen to the man intently and then have a pad in front of you sometimes. If you have a problem, not, excuse me, not that you have a problem, but if you need to want to make sure you keep up, make notes, make points, then respond back. Point number one, you said such and so-and-so. Now, here's my response to this, and I need you to remember this. See? Then have agreement on each point. Don't speak for 15, 20, 30 minutes. Then you speak, but then don't make a connection between the points that were made. Clear up each point as you go along. So if there are ten points that are made, when you finish, there are nine of them that are resolved. And you might have to shelve number ten to another day, you know, and then have agreement with one another. And then the love can come back. But if we're going to overtalk one another, if we're not going to be patient, if we're going to say we're paying attention and we're not, then they're going to continue to say that neither uh, of them are listening to one another. And then the other reality is, If you've lost interest in your loved one, if you've lost interest in your wife or your husband, and don't let it be that you're courting and you lost interest, then the courtship is over. You don't need to try to get married to this person and go down the aisle and make a fool of yourself. But if you're already married and you've just lost interest, why don't you just say that? You know what? I'm no longer interested in you. For this, for that reason, and for this reason, I've tried, I've put up with it, you know, and I just don't think I can go any further and stop wasting one another's time. Now, I'm not saying that's the way we should go, but if you've reached that point and you feel you can go no further, then don't play games with one another's hearts. Just speak straight words, and Allah will put your deeds in the right state for you, and he will forgive you of your sins.
4: Well, I want to give out the uh telephone number so that if you have a specific question or you want to comment on something that was already said and we're talking about communication right now the the number is Erico two one three nine four three three six one eight that's Erico two one three nine four three three six one eight and we have quite a few people um in the room right now, but they they have to press the number one key to talk on on your telephone keypad otherwise. We don't know if you are just a listener um, calling in just to listen or if you actually want to talk. So press the number one key. And one more time, very slowly, the area code is 213-943-3618. And um, the the bullet point list would be, number one, be truthful in communicating with your your mate. Have the ebb and flow. Have eye contact. Um, Understand that some women love to communicate. And some don't, and some men love to communicate, and some don't. If you lost interest, be truthful. You must be able to hear them. One must speak at a time. Don't overtalk each other. Listen intently. Make notes and have agreements on each point. And 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 you mentioned more than one time, do not overtalk. So I'm thinking that's a very critical point in communication oh, is listening.
5: Very, very critical. It's a part of what we've learned that is called lawful deliberative. Dialogue that you give everyone their point in time to speak, and every one of us gets anxious to make a point because we hear something that's inaccurate, we hear something that might not be on point, and we want to interrupt, and that's not good. So it's always best just to sit and make that note if you have to, or keep that strong mental note, and then focus on that and come to an understanding. The goal of communication is to be in agreement. The goal of Mm. communication is to be able to move forward together. In agreement, and the goal mm. of communication is to become successful based upon the agreements that we reach.
4: Well, I want to move right in—not um, that we're finished with communication—but um, I want to move right into the spiritual, and I want to talk about the importance of spirituality in a relationship.
5: It is the most vital segment, if we understand it. Now, the spiritual connection between the male and the female must be done individually with God. Every Muslim must have an intimate relationship with Rabbil al he who's the nourisher to perfection from one stage after another stage after another stage until it reaches its eventual stage of perfection. So therefore, when you want communication with your opposite of opposite sex or your spouse, you then must have it first with Allah, God. And if the man is not listening to the dictates of God, then the woman is not going to be able to get him to do anything. And if the woman won't listen to the dictates of God, it don't make a difference how much you talk about I pay the cost to be the boss, how much you talk about men are the maintainers of women. All of that is relevant and has its place. I'm at the head of the wife, and the wife is at the head of children, and children at the head of the dust mops and responsibilities. It means nothing because the only one listening to you is your children, and they feel they have to do that because they must, but the wife is not listening because she won't listen to God either. So the spiritual relationship is a unique connection that each must develop before we meet one another, not after we meet one another. Then when we meet one another in God, then we meet one another, reading our scriptures. We meet one another, making our prayers. We meet one another going to and then going in the same direction that each one is going and this is a very deep answer because you could be going in another direction you could be a christian and be a muslim but have spirituality and understand the love of the prophets and the love of god and appreciate moses jesus and muhammad and you can have a solid relationship But you also must have that among those who say that they are Christians and those who say they are Muslims and those who say they are Hebrews and Jews and that similarity that we believe in this man, Moses. We believe in Jesus. We believe in Muhammad. You see, we believe in the same principles that should be the greatest of unity, but you can't have that in spirituality unless you develop a root in God with yourself. So on this point, you have those in relationships. In their spiritual component, you have the husband who gets up for prayer and the wife doesn't. You have the wife who gets up for prayer and the husband doesn't. You have the children who get up for prayer and the parents don't. You see? Mm -hmm. And you have the parents who may get up for prayer but don't put any demands on their children. See? So everyone must develop that relationship with God through his word. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and was with God and the word became flesh. Man and woman shall not live by bread alone physical bread and tangible things of the world, but by every word that proceeded forth from the mouth of God. And it's not that every time you speak, you must speak quoting a scripture, but you must speak from the framework of the base of what God revealed into one another's hearts to be able to guide one another, help one another, assist one another, and ultimately love one another the way God has loved us. So spirituality is most important within a relationship.
4: Now, what are some methods that a person, male or female, or mother, father, or child can do to um, get their, the other person more involved? Like you said, the mother may get well, up, the Well, You, you, you can't doesn't. get
5: someone involved unless they want to become involved. So let's say you're in courtship, and let's say you're courting the brother and the sister are courting, but the, the sister or the brother notices that one or the other doesn't like to read a lot. Say, you know, I read this today in Message to the Black Man. Yeah, and I was reading this in the newspaper. And I read this today in How to Eat to Live. Yeah, and I was reading this magazine. And I read this today and our Savior has arrived and flag of Islam and Supreme Wisdom and the restrictive law of Islam is our success. And I read The Torchlight for America, and I read Closing the Gap, the interviews of the heart, mind, soul of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I read the Supreme Wisdom. I was reading the Quran today, and Allah said this, yeah, and you know what I was doing. I'm telling you, know, LeBron and then man, getting ready to start the season on the 30th of October. See, you don't have a person that you're evenly yoked with because this person doesn't like to delve into the reading of this. See? They might be reading and looking at other things but not reading the necessary thing that you should be attracted to, whether male or female, see? So, therefore, you have to be able to recognize when you have someone who has the likable, the, the, the um, compatibleness, see? We can have things in common but not be compatible. There's a difference of having things in common. In other words, we like going to the movies. Yes, okay, we have that in common. We like sitting on a park bench. We have that in common. But when we're sitting on the bench, what we like to do may not be compatible. When we go to the movie, we may not be compatible. We have commonality, but the compatibility is we got to be quiet. I want to pay attention to the movie. You want to talk to me the whole time through the movie. You don't even know the movie, but God knows if you did, we'd never get through it. But you don't know the movie, what well, you think the next scene is going to be like. That's not compatibility. Compatibility is we like going to the theater. But when we get there, baby, you know, I want to pay. Good. I like the same thing. We'll talk about it after we finish on the ride home. You see what I'm saying? We'll go get ourselves a little smoothie, a little fruit drink, you know what I'm saying, or have a cup of coffee or tea, and we'll talk about what it is that we experienced when we went out. That's compatibility. And so that's how I would answer that at this moment.
4: Well, I think um, that that's an important point, and it also leads to communication, because I think uh, if you have that spiritual basis already and you've Mm -hmm. already so to put that, as a part of your life It's a part of your conversation And how you speak to people Then the communication should work a little easier for you
5: Well, think about it like this If you are in a marriage, you're in a courtship You're in a relationship, you're dating And someone says, you know, I had a rough How was your day? Oh my God, my day was Oh, it's just falling apart When it rains, it pours Think <laughs> when you have spirituality You say, great is he that is in you than he that's in the world Is that right? Man, I needed that word right now That's right See, walk by faith and not by sight, see, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, thus save the Lord. See, each one can give to one another the word of God to help guide them back where they need to go. We think the word is good for some poor lost soul, but we are the wretched souls who need the word as well. The worst thing that any believer can be, Muslim, Christian, or Hebrew, is to think that because you come into faith, tradition and you do certain things and dress a certain way and act a certain way and give greetings. assalamu salam shalom alaykum, alaykum peace be unto you, grace and peace in the spirit of our Lord Jesus Christ, whatever your greeting is. But you are not yet in the right and proper spirit with God and in tune with your fellow brother and sister, then you've missed the mark. So then, therefore, we are like "Why sepulchres. We look outside, it looks clean, but inside of us is the bones of dead men and women. So we have to be mindful to always have that serious connection and never lose that connection with God, never lose that connection with the person that is in your life or the person that you are working with or working for or working under see, and working side by side and that the communication remains strong, that the agreement remains out front, because agreement is everything. You can't survive and don't have agreement in this world. You can't be in disagreement with one another and work together in peace. That's why there's so much fratricidal conflict going on right now in the streets, because people are not in agreement. not in agreement with you sitting up on my turf. I'm not in agreement with what you said. I'm not in agreement with how you looked at me. Therefore, disagreement leads to discontent, leads to conflict, leads to death. And then it leads to the mourning in our community, and it angers God when we get to that level.
4: Mm. I'm going to give out the number again, and I'm going to request that all the callers who are on hold um, on the board, you have to press the number one key because um, we don't know if you have a question or not. So the number is 213-943-3618, area area code 213-943-3618. And um, Brother Forrest, do we have a call on the line? Okay. So we're going to move on, uh, Minister Hafiz. We're going to go mm-hmm. right into the next aspect of relationships, which is the financial aspect.
0: Yeah.
4: Ooh, this is a hot one because this can often lead to destruction if you're not mm-hmm. careful in how you handle it.
5: Yes. Well, there's a there's a statement that you have always heard, there's no romance without finance. (laughs) Well, a whole lot of children have been made without finance. A whole lot of children have been born off of Happy Meals and White Castle and uh, Roy Rogers and Burger King and didn't have a whole lot of finance, you know, and went down to 42nd Street to the movie theater or whatever your 42nd Street is in your city or town or, or village, you know, downtown or uptown, A whole lot of babies have been made where there wasn't a lot of finance. And later on, they realized what they needed, and they raised their children and they were successful, while others who went that same route weren't as successful because they had nothing to begin with and turned away from their children and turned away from the woman, and sometimes the woman turned away from herself. Because while you have many men who turn away from women and leave them holding the baby in the bag, you have some women who get rid of the life that's in their womb and hurt the man who wants the child. So now, it's not about no finance, no romance. That's at a certain point. But finance in life is what we put aside. And when you get married, the man must understand, in order to be the maintainer of the woman, you have to have some sustenance. You cannot maintain her just by having good communication. That's good. Communication goes far, but communication does not pay the mortgage to J.P. Morgan Chase or Bank of America with their fraudulent selves or whatever Wells Fargo or whoever the landlord is. Communication does not pay that mortgage. It doesn't pay the rent. It does not keep the light bill on with Liper or Con Edison or wherever your uh, energy comes from. Communication is good. You know, I have a problem, and, yes, you owe us $325, and you need a minimum payment of $110.52, and if you put this in now, then you will keep your lights on. Well, what can I do? Well, we can give you a payment plan, but you must pay this minimum balance of $110.52, and then we'll take the remainder, and we'll put it on a monthly balance and add it to what you're doing. Now, at the end of the day, you can talk it all good, but if you don't make that minimum payment, click, the lights go off. If you don't keep those monthly payments, the lights go off. This is reality in finances now. So you no longer can talk your way out of it. You must work your way out of it. See, we learn to talk to talk, walk to walk, but we have to learn to work to work, and that's what's important. So finances drives a wedge between the two. Though Allah says in the Quran, He put between the two of us love and compassion. Then Allah says in the Quran, Tell my servants if they are needy and out of want for anything, I am ample giving and knowing and can provide it for them. But God is not a mystery. He's not a spook. Once He provides you the means of the job, once He keeps giving us the oxygen of life, once we have the blessing of the movement of the limbs of life, by exercise or not, but we are able to get around and be mobile, or mobile, excuse me, then it is up to us to manage the debt presidents, the coins that come through our hands and put aside, not just for a rainy day, but for a sunny day. We say we put aside money for a rainy day, you know, when times get hard. No, we times are hard when the sun is out and it's 95 degrees. You need something put aside for that if you just want to be able to do something with your family. So finances are important, and every male must learn to line his finances up before he gets married. Go get all of the shoes you want, the suits you want, the ties you want, the watches you want, whatever it is, before you get married. Because once you get married and you stop having them children, plop, plop, fizz, fizz, oh, what a burden and responsibility it is. Yeah, it's a relief. It's a relief once you take care of that child coming out of that womb. You can't go and buy no more shoes. You can't go and buy no more hats. You can't get no more top coats. You can't get no more whatever it is you want in your haberdashery. You must now respond to the needs of your wife and those children that you have produced. And if you have no children, you have a wife now that you must respond to and plans. And she says, well, look, we're ready to put the down payment on the house. Well, you know what I got to do? Let me go in the closet and let me have a, let's have an auction, you know, because uh, we need to have a garage sale because you got so much in your closet that if you sell, you can buy the house outright without even having to put a down payment. You can't do that when you're interested in building family. And the female can't do that either. She can't have, you know, if you got 75 pairs of shoes, sisters, you don't need 150. And if you got 150, you don't need 300, because you only can wear one pair of shoes a day. And even if you can wear them two or three times a day, you only can wear them one at a time. So, therefore, put aside that which you can have for another day. And women are good on this. I mean, my mother, one day when she left my father, oh, by God bless his soul, uh, he never thought that she could leave. She was a domestic worker, and he worked in a plastic factory and made more money than her. But my mama knew how to put it inside a dollar. And when she told him that if he didn't act right, I was going to leave him, she eventually came back, God bless her. But she did leave him at that time. She told me, take me to the L train in Brooklyn. And I took her to the L train, and she pulled out a wad of about five to $6,000. Tell no. your father, I got more where that came from. And she went on about her business and came back in the time she came back just to prove to him that she could leave. Oh, was he not a humble man when she came back? He was so happy to have her back in the kitchen, and I'm sure everywhere else he was just happy to have her back in his life. So women do well with that. And there are many men who have learned to do well, but there are many of us. ah, We let the moat get in our eyes, and we want assets. And if you put it on your jackass, you can't have assets at the same time. So therefore, you can't be wearing your money. You can't be transporting it around on your wrist or on your fingers or riding it on four tires. You need to have more of it by which you can build your family lifestyle Move yourself into the future together and prepare a future for your children, especially in the world in which we live right now. So finance is vital. If a man doesn't even have a bank account, what are you even looking at courting a woman for? And if a woman doesn't know how to cook, how to be able to help a man and please him, that he can go back out and earn more for you, what are you looking at him for? We're wasting one another's time. We have to be able to learn how to synergize our finances with one another. You don't have to have a joint account in order to run your household. You can run it very well. Just make your word your bond. But if you have a joint account, know what goes in, goes in for what it needs to go in for, and you can't go in and all of a sudden do something through some back door and say, well, baby, you know, I had to No, Joint account means joint to do with the things that we need to do for the household, and you can't bother that. But joint or no joint, you have to have fiscal responsibility in relationships. And be mindful that everything needs to be taken care of. And to all of the men, if you don't take care of your financial responsibilities, don't expect your wife to be able to sew, cook, and clean and how to take care of her husband. Ooh, She ain't taking care of you because she's too busy worrying about the overhead. She's too busy worrying about the light. She's too busy worrying about the water. Too busy worrying about the cable bill. Too busy worrying about the children and their needs, their shoes, their socks, their pants, their clothing, their garments. Too busy. So she has to focus more on the reality of the home and less on you. But when men can become the true maintainers in their household, then you free a woman to give you and open up the floodgates of her love because heaven lies at the foot and the feet of the woman.
4: So how does a couple bridge the conversation about the finances? So let's say there's a problem and the husband didn't know. Um, maybe the wife didn't tell him that she did not pay the current credit card bill. And he finds out. So you have two elements here. You have an element Mm. of dishonesty, and then you have another element of finances. So how how does a couple bridge that conversation of, and and, I mean, the honesty that needs to come about, how does a couple get there?
5: Oh, well, you have to start with the honesty. You have to start with. You know, being truthful from the beginning. Now, there's a way of answering this question if it's been broken, but let me just answer it from how you should start. You have to come out of the gate being honest, you know. Uh, you come out of a courtship. You come out of a dating uh, situation. You have to be able to um, say to one another that um, I have this amount of debt that has to be dealt with. I have this going on in my life. And I have this going on in my life and you must understand that pardon me you must understand that that reality is based upon truthfulness and let the party know how they can move forward. Now if you're already married and you have some, I think you asked me about credit card debt right? Now I don't know whether now this is pre-marriage or you're already married together. The bottom line is You have to attack everything with faith and with a plan based upon your faith. And then you have to attack it with fiscal responsibility and fiscal discipline in order to remove the impediment. Otherwise, it impedes upon talking at the dinner table. It impedes upon the ride in the car going wherever it is that you're going. It impedes upon you having a peaceful relationship with one another because these things are unresolved, and it creates a pinched nerve in the relationship.
4: We're going to pick back up on that point I want to thank everybody who has called in Who's on the Skype, who's in the chat room Who's in our um, Blog Talk radio room Our holding room with all the live Mics, we have one caller on the line From Westchester a Caller, your mic is live and you can ask your question
0: Yes um, I just wanted to say I wanted to make a statement I first wanted to say thank you uh, Minister Hafiz. You are giving so much profound um, wisdom and knowledge. And on there. the part of the finance part, I, I'm i finding that um, we as women, we have to learn how to practice the law of diversification. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I have a son. I have a four-year-old son. And my son, I kind of gauge when he needs a new pair of shoes or sneakers, and his feet basically grow from for, uh, every five to six months. So I kind of know that that's my obligation, that I have to buy him the shoes or the sneakers.
1: Mm-hmm. So what
0: I mean by the laws of diversification, meaning that I can take $20 and break it up into four categories. Okay. To diversify with with my son's shoes or his hair cut, clothing, So I think that um, a lot of families should try to practice the law of diversification with money because Mm -hmm. I was always taught you make do with what you have. You know, don't pray and ask God for more. Ask him to show you what to do with what you have. Mm -hmm. So I'm finding that the laws of diversification really works for me.
5: Indeed. I think that anything that we can find that is good and fruitful, we should employ. Minister Farrakhan said, sometimes more is less and less is more. And so we must understand that our life cannot revolve around things or one thing in particular. So this law of diversification that you are employing allows you to have a balance sheet for your son and a balance sheet in anything else that you want to aspire to or achieve at. And so a lot of us, we like to focus on, you know, if you're playing basketball, I shoot good jump shots, but you got bad defense, you see? So mm-hmm. it's better to have a good jump shot and a good defense, you see, and have a good assist. It's better to be all around rather than just be singular focus. We've heard the statement, jack of all trades, master of none. It's always better to master something, but it's good when you master something, but it's also even good when you do have a knowledge of the plethora of different things. So this law of diversification is working for you. Continue to employ it. I think it is something of uh, success. Sometimes we are operating in certain laws that we don't even know that we're operating with them. You know, our our great-grandmothers did that. Our grandmothers did that, and many of us do it. But when we can identify it the way you have, then you teach that to your son. Then he grows up with that same teaching, knowledge, and understanding, and then he now becomes ready for the world that's in front of him. And at age 13, 14, 15, 16, they become financial giants in what it is that they want to do. So keep up the good work you're doing with that law of diversification.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, brother.
4: You're quite welcome. So, So I think if people, when they come together to form a union or if they're in a union already, if they just, sat down and, and, and go back to what you talked about from the very beginning and mm-hmm. and just be truthful with how they feel about money, how yeah. they feel about how they function with money. And yeah. like you said, come to some kind of agreement because if you're not coming from a point of view of truth when you're dealing with finances, you, you're going to snowball and you're going to have problems down the line. And as, as the sister just talked about, her child, you mm-hmm. as the parent in the home are emulating what the child will be when that child grows up.
5: Indeed. Now, i throw a challenge out to men because women do this very well. I, I give them credit. Very few times that you see a woman, she's not frugal, you know, and she's not um, uh, thoughtful of finances. And you have some women that are not, but the majority of women, they, they, they come up It's like something innate within themselves. That we got to put aside something, you know when I was growing up, my mother had it in the brazier, she had it under the pillow, she had it beneath the drawer of the under of the undergarments, and you know money was hid everywhere, you know, and they needed to pull it whenever they needed to pull it, but to the men every man should have at least a thousand dollars in his wallet that you just don't bother a thousand dollars put it in the uh the, the fold of the uh of of the wallet, and just don't bother it a thousand dollars. You might take a hundred, two hundred here and there. And when your wife looks for something, baby, I need something. I'm going food shopping. You want to contribute? Yeah, here's two hundred dollars. You still got eight. Then when you get another two hundred, put it right back. Keep that thousand going. You may take siphon off of it for responsibilities, but don't go too far. Don't go below the five hundred mark. Always have something in your wallet, not just in case of an emergency, but just to feel good that I have something here that I learned how to save. And if you do that, and you'll start saving two thousand, three thousand, five thousand, ten thousand.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
5: when you want to go do something, then you can do it off of the basis of the surplus of what you have. So if you want to go shopping, come on, baby, come on, let's go out and get what you want to do today. You know, you've been you've been patient on me, you've been waiting, and therefore let me go. And I'll give you an example. When me and my wife got married, I was not I was not able to get her the um kind of beautiful wedding ring that you see others get. She said, that ain't the basis of marriage, honey. The basis of marriage is me and you. You you, you give me your word, I'm going to give you your word, I'm putting a rock on your finger. Just give me time, baby. And let me tell you something, I put aside my money, thousands of dollars. And one day I told her, let's go to the jewelry store. And I said, you can't pick out whatever you want, but you can pick out just about whatever you want. And that was good <laughs> enough for her. And what she picked out was a beautiful rock, and I wanted one bigger than that one. She says, no, baby, I won't even be able to walk down the street with that one. But I kept my word and saved my money, and she was able to get whatever her heart desired to whatever my limit was. You understand? I ain't. I can't go out there and get no two million dollar ring with one point five million insurance.
4: But I can go but out and get something honesty. that
5: is representative of my status. And every woman must respect the status of the man that you marry. Respect his level. You know, this saying? you ain't Jay Z and Beyonce. That's them, man. And you, you, and on their level, you don't even know what that is. They may have forgotten what your level is, but they know what it is because they might have they came from it. But you'll be on your level. Jay and Beyonce have done what they do to do what they do, and when they earn it, they can get it. Do it on your level. Don't even talk about I'm Jay and Beyonce on my level. No. You are who you are by your name. She is who she is by her name. And the two of you are who you are together by the name of God. Be who you are. Whatever it is. But be proud about it. But the brothers gotta learn to put something aside and Have it because it feels good. One day me and my wife was in the supermarket, and we bought about $700 worth of groceries, two carts and a half. And the woman looked and said, while I was packing the bags, I became a good backpacker, and she said, is that all he's going to do is pack bags? And my wife (laughs) said, I beg your pardon, the $700 I just gave you, he gave to me. Ooh, she dropped her mouth, and all of the other attendants said, "Woo!" Showing up told her she won't be doing that ever again. I said, "Uh huh." Look at you. Mm, look at you now. I mean, I tried to hold it back, but I said, mm-hmm. I said, "Don't judge a book by its cover. Open it up and parse the pages, and you'd be surprised what you might find." See, and that made my wife feel good that it was done like that. That's all right if she was the one paying for it, because I'm not going to lose no crisis of conscience because of my wife has it like that, as long as she looks at me. The way that she needs to look at me that I'm the man, that I am putting forth my effort and my work. But, brothers, it feels so good when you can just lay it down like that. But you can't lay it down if you don't put it to the side. Then when you have children, they're going to need something. They want $50 here, $25 here. Who should they they come to? They should look toward the Father. But if we don't put something aside for a sunny day, rainy day, cold day, warm day, just put it aside, period. Then we're not going to have it, and we're not going to feel like maintainers. We're not going to feel like providers. We're not going to feel like protectors. And I know we live in a society where there are women who make more money than men, but then you have to understand who you're marrying and what you're accepting. See, the man must have a, he must put his ego in check. And stop talking about, yeah, you think you're better than me because you make more. See, then you shouldn't even got with her if you was going to be like that. Then she can't put herself and her ego in check. Yeah, see, I'm paying the cost to be the boss around here, so I know that you at the head of me, and men are the maintainers of women, but look, I'm maintaining you, so I'm going to tell you how this is going to go down. No, I beg your pardon. You're not going to tell me how it's going to go down. No, I'm going to give you the guidance of how it's going to go down, and you may make more money, and I'm going to guide the money that you have. I'm going to show you how to get more from it than what you are presently doing. And I'm going to bring to the table what I have. I'm going to put everything on the table, and you absorb it and do what you've got to do. But I'm going to be the guide of this family no matter what. See, that's what a good man has to do, and a good woman has to be able to respond to that. Because when you get a man in your life, sister, you're no longer by yourself. You're no longer independent. You're no longer to yourself. You have this man as the head of your life. Then allow him to provide leadership and guidance and direction with what you already have, even if you have more than him. And if he has more than you, it doesn't mean, brother, that you're supposed to look down on her like your wife is some peasant. See? So she's the homemaker, and you're making this money. And look, when it comes time, you're not giving allowance to her like she's one of your children. Men are the maintainers of women. Take care of her. Put something in her hand according to the percentage of what you have that makes her Feel good so when she goes out in society and goes among her sisters or goes to her class or wherever she goes into the world, she can feel good about herself. You handed her $50 like you've given her an allowance, and she pushed babies out for you, went to death for you, put love in the food for you. The home is clean for you. Your bath water is run. Your old ugly feet have been massaged and oiled down. Pardon me, brothers, but you understand my point. I'm driving at home and she's taking care of you, give her $50, you better put $500 up there on that dresser and say, baby, I'll see you when I got it going around again. And she feel, oh, go ahead, baby, go ahead, do your thing, baby, I love you. See, show respect to one another. Women show respect to men, men show respect to women, and know who it is you're marrying, who you're accepting. And if you're making that much money together, good, then take it and invest it and turn it over. You got equity in your house, divest it. For business purposes, Minister Farrakhan said to me one time, business purposes, not for futile things. Let me redo this and redo that. You can do that on your own at a certain level of your development, of your your financial income and intake and outtake. Take it and operate a business. Get something going that brings you back a return, then reinvest. Then you have something to share with your children and something to look back on them sunny and rainy days that you can say, All is good by the grace of God.
4: Well, hold that thought. We're going to take a break. We'll give you you a chance to um, drink some water, prepare yourselves for the upcoming conversations. We're going to talk about um, the conflicts that can happen in relationships. And I think all of the points we just hit, the spiritual, the communications, and the financial all relate to the conflict and then from the conflict we're going to go into the expectations and I think once we clarify those five points we can begin to uh, wrap up but in the meantime let's go to commercial and I encourage all the people who are on the line press the number one key on your keypad if you want to talk And thank all of the callers who are on the Internet, those of you that are in the chat room. If you have a question and you're in the chat room, type your question, because I'm at the board, I can see your question, and I can deliver that question to Minister Hafiz. So, um, Brother Forrest, you want to take us into commercial?
3: This portion of The Key was brought to us by
4: Moon107.com.
3: Moon107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Moon 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing. And the gift shop, the woman's shop, features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories, and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French-cuffed shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, bath, accessories, and inspirational music imported from Africa, India, and Asia, as well as jewelry and accessories. Moon 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Don't forget to visit moon107.com. Keys 107 and the FOI Board of Directors is proud to present The Final Call. The Final Call is the country's unique leading source for news. Founded by the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, national representative of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Nation of Islam. The final call follows in the tradition of Muhammad's speaks with hard-hitting national and international news and coverage of political issues. It is the official communications organ of the Nation of Islam.